so dramatic. Anyways. Is it on? Yeah. Oh, it's recording? We are recording. Okay, so I can get Can you stop it? staring at me? <laughs> You're running a podcast. What do you expect? I feel so much pressure. Why? If you were. <laughs> Okay. I just feel like I'm giving thoughts. You feel like what? I thought like you were just stupid because you're gonna laugh at me. Well, what are you doing this for? <laughs> just don't laugh at me. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. That's a lie. Okay. <laughs> you do know that, like, if your podcast is called Ramblings of a Life, Ramblings of a Basic B. You know, you have to, like, ramble. I, 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 ramblings, I, I, right? Like, this isn't laughing with a basic B. This is Ramblings of a Basic B. Okay, okay. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Ramblings of a Basic B podcast with your host. Katie, twenty-five. <laughs> Look, I'm only laughing because you're cracking up. <laughs> Joined by my co-hosts Matthew and Troy. Co-host for the week, but potentially more weeks. And who are we? Who are you? Yeah. So, <laughs> I would say, who am I? <laughs> Anyways, um... You can't ask her questions like that. She's not prepared to answer those. Girl, you're the ones. You know who you are. We're supposed to be getting to know you and asking you questions. That one's like the one you do. <laughs> dude, you stumped her. You stumped her. Like, she's fresh out. Okay. Matthew is my twin brother, and Troy is his boyfriend. Dude, you are out of the park. <laughs> you are knocking it out of the park right now. Okay, so... Ask me questions. Why did you decide to do this podcast? Um, I've been thinking... I've been thinking about doing a podcast for, like... I don't know. It'd been a thought of mine for, like, a while, probably, like... A year and then maybe six months ago or something at the beginning of quarantine I was like okay well maybe this is something that I should actually do and I was I was trying to figure out a genre or like kind of area that I wanted to focus in and um, yeah no so I just I just couldn't figure out the genre and then I was talking to Matthew and he's like well it doesn't have to be about something specific it can just be you talking and I think I'm funny sometimes, so hopefully this is entertaining, um, but I talk a lot. I like to talk, so, um, just kind of rambling on about, like, different topics each week, whatnot, um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> this is not an interview! Why would your listeners need to know who you are? Whoever listening to this most likely knows who I am because <laughs> otherwise I well, don't know why they'd it. be listening. Um, what what about me? 
I live a boring life. Give us a synopsis. I'm an accountant. Where do you work? As an accountant. What is it at an accountant's work? At the place where accountants work. At the place where accountants work. That, yeah. Basically. Cool. What do you do for fun? I really just sit around doing nothing. It's Corona. What have we been doing? I hang out with you guys. We have fun. Mm -hmm. Troy's not convinced. (laughs) (laughs) What are your interests? Hobbies? Anything? I don't know. What do I do? Oh, I watch all the sports. What sports do you like? Baseball. Basketball. Football. Who are your favorite players? I know nothing about sports. I know. That's why I can't talk to you guys about sports. It's very depressing. Troy likes sports. Kind of. I just don't follow your LA sports. Like, what's your like? Why are you so personally affected by sports? I don't know. I honestly have no idea, but it doesn't make sense to me. People that don't like sports. That's okay. I think think there's two different. What we're talking. I asked a different question. There's a difference in my mind between people that like sports and then like people that like will literally throw something at a wall when their team doesn't win. And so, like, my question to you is like. It's not that you just like sports, but, like, why are you so personally invested in, like, the Dodgers more so than any other Dodgers and UCLA football probably are the ones I'm most invested in emotionally. Lakers are right after that, but I think for OA and UCLA basketball, I think because those three I've watched since I was, like, young, um... Lakers, I kind of started watching more recently, like, in college. Um, and I didn't really get too, too invested until, like, three years ago or something. So, that them I'm emotionally invested in. But, like, the Dodgers, it's like I've watched them for so many years that I feel like I know these players personally. And they're, like, part of my life. And I'm, like, watching them. And then I want them to do well. And, like, because I want them to get, you know, I want them to be happy and, like, you know, just, like, I, I just get invested because, and then when, you know, they try and trade people away, I'm, like, I get mad, but it's, like, my team. And I don't know how to explain because I feel like it just sounds so weird because I know Matthew doesn't get it. I don't. And I'm trying to find something to compare it to, like, in your life that you care about. <laughs> But I just don't think you really care that much about anything. I really don't. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, do I care that much about anything? But I don't think Like, I everything is, like, so sentimental to me. And Matthew's like, Marie no. Kondo it out of here. Yeah. But it's but it's weird because I, I feel like when I find people that care that much about sports, like, I relate to them so hard. But it makes me so happy. I guess, I guess dad cares but not as much i feel like you care more i care so i feel like you get really invested into things when you like enjoy them i do i put all my like eggs in one basket um so for some reason i oh because I, I watched the challenge and so i heard a big brother from there even though it's been on for since 2000 um but they started bringing Big Brother contestants onto the challenge. And so, I since I, like, look at challenge stuff on Instagram, like, Big Brother stuff started popping up on my Explore page. 
then I saw there was a new season and I've been you know bored during quarantine so I was like let me watch this because two two of the um contestants that were on the challenge were going on to this season of Big Brother because it was an all-star season um and so I was like okay I'll just give this a try and I'll watch it um because I like I like those two girls and so I'll have people to root for and like I had no idea what Big Brother was and then I become obsessed. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh. <laughs> no reason. Okay. Um, then I became obsessed, and now my life goal is to get on Big Brother. Um, but, like, what's so. the extent of your obsession? Because oh. I feel like people won't get it. <laughs> the extent of my obsession. Like, I... <laughs> so I was like, okay... I'm watching this season as it's airing, but then I'm going to go back and watch from the beginning. But then also at the same time, I'm going to be watching the live feeds. Because for those of you that don't know what Big Brother, like, is, it's it's kind of, it's like they, it's like a social experiment. You put people in a house together, and then there's, now there's, like, competitions and stuff, and you vote people out at the end of the week. Um... But they have live feeds 24-7, and the whole, the whole like, point of it is, like, you know, Big Brother is watching you, and that's, like, where the name came from. So, I had already been paying for CBS All Access, because it's my, one of my many subscriptions that I paid for to watch sports. And so, I realized I could watch the live feeds on there, and so now, like, when I'm working, I just have uh, my laptop screen, um next to my monitors and I just watch the live feeds all day I get so invested I really do sometimes like if, if they're being stupid I guess I start to get angry but, but then what do you do when you sleep and when you can't watch the live feeds <laughs> I found like five or six big brother twitter accounts and I put them in a list on twitter so I could just it's like filtering out those accounts and I read the tweets because they're like um they like update on the live feeds and so I uh read the tweets and catch up why do you think you get obsessed with things so easily <laughs> okay therapist personality <laughs> I don't know if it's obsessive or if it's like it's like more OCD because it's kind of like my chronological order thing I guess you know fair. yeah would you categorize like an overwhelming amount of time spent on something like the live feeds of Big Brother is OCD. I think that's an obsession. <laughs> I don't think that's OCD. Because I have OCD to a certain extent. But isn't OCD like obsessive compulsive? Oh yeah, you, it, it comes in like different, uh, yeah. Yeah, different, different forms. Like a different form of OCD could potentially. Yeah, I, yeah, I, but I guess I just see it like, in my opinion, she's obsessed. I feel in my soul that I have to watch every single minute of it for me to get the most out of this sh the show have does that make sense office? i'm just really well i think like, the more that we're talking to Katie, no we I have some to... more pressing issues to discuss so i mean what's interesting to me is the same question that i asked her about why she's so invested personally in sports <clears throat> i would argue from an outside perspective you also get personally invested in big brother i get like, invested so in for me it's things. more of a theme that not necessarily is tied to like OCD but what I want to get to the root of and what I'm curious about seeing how Big Brother is a live action event sports are a live action event I want to know why Katie gets so personally invested in this genre of things because I can't look up That's the ending question. 
<clears throat> so for me, again, like your OCD is one thing, right? You have to watch episodes in a certain way and stuff like that. But like, what's the allure to like these types of scenarios where you get to the point that you're literally spending, like your live feeds are running 24 seven. I have no idea. I think it's because I, there's no way for me to physically know how the end is going to turn out. Cause like I'm a very impatient person in a way where if I know that the ending of something has already been written or like already been done, like it, it, takes every fiber in my being to fight myself to not like search it out so like if it's a book and I'm reading it and I'm like I just need to know what happens I'll go and I'll read the end and it takes so much time or like so much of my effort like same with movies if it's a movie that I'm watching I everyone knows I go on Wikipedia and I like read the plot like as well, I'm watching a movie the and then I'll like I'll yeah. scroll to you the end get very interested in Wikipedia mid show or movie Okay, but I do like the Wikipedia like rabbit hole, where like I'll be curious about something about what we're watching, and then I'll like go on Wikipedia and like look it up. I don't like do it to spoil it for myself. Okay, but back to Katie. So I'm still personally I'm confused. Again, how does not getting to know the ending create such a personal investment in like? these people's lives and i'm using big oh, brother I have no idea. as I a can... category but also again to go back to what you're saying about sports and how you feel like these teams like you're invested like you know these people <clears throat> like i'm i want to know like where does the personal attachment not even investment but the personal attachment come from yeah because like you've never like let's be honest you've never met the dodgers right You've just watched them your whole life. Uh-huh. But, and, but you have, like, a very personal attachment to the team. Because you made the statement where you're yes. like, oh, I get upset if somebody gets traded. Yeah, and certain players, too. Okay, but that, you know, yeah. categorically, like, you have this personal attachment. I think one could argue that you have a personal attachment to all these people on Big Brother because you are literally watching, watching them, like, them yeah. eat, sleep, I don't know. breathe, like... I really don't know. I should ask my therapist. Like, I don't... I have no idea. Like, do you... Feel like you're, like, are you, like, are you missing something <laughs> in your, like, individual, like, physical life? Like, is there something that's not there that you're, like, redirecting that energy to, like, okay, I can't put my energy here, so it's gonna go to these baseball players on TV that, like, I will realistically never meet. Or these people in a house. Right, or these people in a house at Big Brother that I will. That I watch on a camera. Never meet. <laughs> What are you trying to imply that I'm missing from my life? I'm not. I'm not implying it. I'm. I'm like asking. Like these are. Thoughts I thought you were trying to imply. Like, no, I'm not implying anything, and that's just. Like, I have I, like, no idea. I honestly have zero clue, but it's like, like I feel like I know them, but like I don't know why. But I have talked to other people that feel the same way, like you know people that I know that like loved Kobe and when he died. No, absolutely. Like. I think I'm like if if that happened to Clayton Kershaw, like I and that's how I like empathize so hard with those people because I was just thinking if this was like Kershaw or like I don't even know probably just him at this point or like even any of like the current Dodgers or like ones that have been there for a while like Justin Turner, Jock, Corey Seager, like all these players I would I would feel like so 
devastated. Right. So this, but is I like, don't know why, and I don't know what that is. And this is what's interesting about this discussion topic right now because I have always, you're not like a oh, standalone, right? Like you said, there's so many other people out there that are personally affected by like using it as an example, like Kobe's death. I, on the other hand, looked at that and I, it's absolutely a tragedy that somebody died, right? But like, I'm not personally affected or impacted that Kobe passed away. Like, I don't know him. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, cry or get upset. Like, it's not... Like, I totally get... And that's why I'm, yeah. like, curious. See, like, why does, like, I, like, why I do people like you feel that way for yeah. some people like me? Like, what's the... I don't know. And, like, with that, too, I was personally affected in the sense that because I knew people that were personally affected, and then I felt so bad for them about how they are feeling because I would feel I would be like if this was this person but I have no idea because I know like you're not like that either no like at all no you have zero heart and soul I wouldn't go that far but I I don't know it's a great question it's just interesting to me and that's what like the way I view it like I tie it, it sucks it's, it's more like a, you have like this this personal like attachment well like, not like not even that even with sports like if I'm watching any, like, championship or high-stakes game, and, like, it's not even the team. It could be two teams that I neither of them are a favorite of mine. It could be, like, it could be random. Like, let's say it was, like, the Celtics and the Rockets in the NBA Finals, okay? And then one team ends up winning. And, like, I will get teary-eyed and choked up and, like, want to cry because they're so happy, like, when they win. And I have no idea why. Well, again, but I think, I don't know, I I think that's kind of what I'm saying, like, it's just, sport, like, you have a personal attachment. Yeah. Like, again, you don't, you just said it, you don't even really give a shit about those teams, but the fact that they won and they fulfilled something yeah. is personally impacting you. Like, you still have Probably a personal Probably because I, I feel like I have, no, I have nothing left to do in my life to achieve. See, now that's interesting. So that's kind of what I've been, like... achieve in your life? Well, no, 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 no. Well, hold on. No, the, but that came out of her mouth, right? In the theory, in like the context of what we're talking about. So let's unpack that a little bit. <laughs> like, why would that? Like, what's going on? Like, why is that a response that you just had in what we've been talking about? And so we acknowledge that to a certain extent, there's personal attachment to sports, right? Yeah. And then you follow that up with that you have nothing left to look forward to. No, I feel like I feel like it's because I feel like it's because. I worked so hard, like, through school, and then, you like, getting a job, and, like, I'm in a career, and I'm like, okay, cool, like, there will be nothing ex- more, any more potentially exciting for me in my life, like, like, you know how these people, they're working so hard towards winning a championship. I feel like I already, have already passed the part in my life where I've worked so hard to get to somewhere that I'm there, and it's not that there aren't other things to, like, strive for and to achieve, but nothing, like, that big in magnitude like you have these people that are like still in their like 30s and like this is their goal their goal is to get here their goal is to like you know win like a championship or like and that level of elation is like is like an extreme high and it's like for me that was me getting a job offer but will anything reach be that high i don't know do you ever want to get married potentially but I feel like, you know, marriage and kids, it's kind of, it's a different kind of achievement. Well, like, what do you want to achieve with your career then? Because I know, like, your career doesn't just stop when you get your first job offer out of school. So, like, what do you want to do with your career? 
career. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I get my promotions and like you work towards your promotions. But in my mind, that is more of like a slow growth. That's a natural growth. It's like you're working towards it, but it's like you, you're developing these skills like as you're going along. It's not like... I'm not saying that it's like you don't have to work for it, but like by you working and at least the way I approach my job, it's like I'm working to like also learn new things every day and to be, to better myself. So that's like a part of how I work. I don't just like skate by or like, you know, in accounting, it's like following Sally. So same as last year. I'm not just, I'm thinking, I'm like critically thinking, doing all these things. That's how I do my job. So... For me, I'm like, it's it's a natural growth progression to get to the next level. So it's not like I have to like, it, and maybe it's just because my career goal is not to be a partner at my firm. Like, I don't well, care to be a partner at well, my firm because your, what is that, like, what does that mean? Well, I'd be curious, do you, like, does your career align with like a greater sense of purpose within your life? Or do no. you just view your career as like, this is how I like pay to live? That's how it's. I view it as this is how I pay oh, to live. Oh, yeah. I'd be curious. Do you know what your Myers Briggs personality type is? No. Because there's certain personality types where you do feel, I think, like a little more lost if like what you do as a career with your life is not aligned with like a higher purpose. If that makes sense. Maybe that's why I'm in my personality such type a is bad like mood. That. And even though like I'm working, like ultimately, like I'm working towards an end goal that like I set for myself to like make a difference. So you're in saying the you're world. opposite of me. Yes. See, no, because I look at my job like, like, cool. I do people's taxes. I help rich people save money. Like, it, it, it almost in a way, it goes against, like, societal morals. Like, what people, what do people hate about society and taxes is that the rich don't have to pay that much. And then it's like, my job is to literally help people, like, out with this. But, like, are you, is that something you're okay with? Because there are personality types and there are people there. It's like uh, but, see, I view it as a job just, because a I don't job, care. It's, it's just a job. I don't like, set the law. Like, if, if you feel like there's something missing from your life and there's something that you haven't achieved yet or you're yeah. not going to achieve, then is that, like, something that you have to, like, explore to, like, realign potentially? Like, career switch? Not, like, career switch, but, like, higher career to, like, a higher purpose. Like, okay, like, I'm going into tax and doing accounting, but, like, here's what I want to accomplish from it. Yeah, because I... I don't know that I care at all to be partner. That's very stressful for me. That would be very stressful for me. I think. I mean, it could be something like, but like a partner in like my firm. Now, I love tax. That doesn't mean I can't go off on my own. But the thing is, is for me, it's I have not made a decision yet. Like, do I want to get my MBT? Do I want to, you know, how long? Like, that's a seven year commitment to my firm. Do I want to eventually like go off on my own? It's like take over dad's business, but then dad has a timeline. It's like now if I do the MBT, it's not going to fit into that timeline. Like it's, there's so many different things where I think that that's, I'm trying to figure out what, where I potentially would want to go that I just have no idea. So I don't care about like, I'm just doing my work to like get a paycheck essentially. Like I don't feel any higher purpose. And then I just get frustrated when, like, I don't know. Yeah, I get, I'll get, like, I get, I tend to get a lot more frustrated, like, with things and, like, so. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I think it's more so I need to figure out where, what direction 
I'm trying to go in within my industry or if I like want to leave my industry or whatnot. It's not that I don't like tax. Like I love tax. So it's very interesting to me, but I think I haven't figured out yet what direction I want to go in in that because there are so many options. It's like we're complete opposite from that. Yeah. I feel like are. I feel like that's why you maybe care so much about your job and I'm just like I don't care enough. Like, like you complain about things because you care. Yeah. I complain well, I about things. Therapy, I, know, I, know. I complain about things because I think it's an injustice to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing me dirty like this? That's how I, that's why when I complain, Matthew's like, and I just wish they would listen to these ideas and go in this direction. I'm like, why do you care? I think we should do, I'm interested in this, and I think we should take a few minutes because I think it would be pretty quick. I'm going to read these out loud and you're going to answer. Okay. You're going to do your like My 16 Myers personalities, your Myers-Briggs. Okay. So, okay. You enjoy vibrant social events with lots of people. Agree or disagree? Um, the second to the last disagree. So, like, almost all the way to disagree, but not fully disagree. Correct. Okay. You often spend time exploring unrealistic yet intriguing ideas. One above neutral towards agree. Your travel plans are more likely to look like a rough list of ideas than a detailed itinerary. Detailed itinerary. Like, you agree that it's, like, a detailed itinerary. Yeah, you don't have to do top. You can do one below. You often think about what you should have said in a conversation long after. 100% agree, agree. (laughs) If your friend is sad about something, your first instinct is to support them emotionally, not try to solve their problem. I would say agree. People can rarely upset you. (laughs) Disagree. Like, Fully disagree. (laughs) I get upset over everything. You often rely on other people to be the ones to start a conversation and keep it going. Agree. Um, it depends. Actually, put one above neutral for agree, but that one's tricky because it depends on who I'm with and how comfortable I am with them. If the the less comfortable I am with people the more I rely on them to start the conversation and carry it. But if I'm comfortable with people, like, I can talk the whole time and they don't have to say a word. You rarely worry if you made a good impression on someone you met. Disagree fully. I always worry. It would be a challenge for you to spend the whole weekend all by yourself without feeling bored. No. Like, it wouldn't be a challenge? Yeah, like, I would not feel bored. That's not the question. It would like, be a I could... challenge for you to spend the whole weekend all by yourself without feeling bored. No, it would not be a challenge. I could keep myself entertained. You are more of a detail-oriented than a big-picture person. Yes, fully agree on that one. Ah, uh, can you go back? I was just going to, I was actually going to go um, just one above neutral for that because I think in both, but like in different areas. And he's agreeing with me. You are very (laughs) affectionate with people you care about. Like, if I, like, like them. them. You have to take the question, like, the statement for... (sighs) You are very affectionate with people you care about. If it... That's so weird, though, because, like, there's platonic and then not platonic situations. And I feel like affection is only for, like, not platonic situations. So how would you answer this? I don't know. How would I answer that? That's not true. Affection can be with anyone. 
But it's oh, I don't hug people. Okay, that's, put that's neutral. You have a careful and metho- uh, methodical approach to life. What would you think? I do not I would have... disagree. You just said, I you're don't. like, oh, well, my career's gonna be... It is what... Yeah. Well, I think the problem is, is I was that way in the past, and then I, now I have no idea where I'm going. So, so you can put disagree. You're still bothered by the mistakes you made a long time ago. 100% agree. At parties and similar events, you can mostly be found farther away from the action. Mm-hmm. But you can do one below the strongest degree. You often find it difficult to relate to people who let their emotions guide them. Disagree. You would agree with that, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Looking for a movie to watch, you can spend ages browsing the catalog. 100% agree. You can stay calm under a lot of pressure. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> I think that's a full-on disagree. Full-on disagree. Matthew hears me. Yeah. When in a group of people you do not know, you have no problem jumping right into their conversation. Disagree, 100%. When you sleep, your dreams tend to be bizarre and fantastical. 100%. Agree? Mm-hmm. In your opinion, it is sometimes okay to step on others to get ahead in life. No. You are dedicated and focused on your goals, only rarely getting sidetracked. I feel like I don't have any goals. That's the problem. So just put neutral. (laughs) Stop laughing. It's true. If you make a mistake, you tend to start doubting yourself, your abilities, and your knowledge. 100% agree. When at a social event, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. 100% agree. When usually, you, I'm sorry, you usually lose interest in a discussion when it gets philosophical. No, disagree. Um, but not fully disagree, just one, one above. You would never let yourself cry in front of others. <laughs> disagree, 100%. <laughs> I'll cry in front of anyone, honestly. <laughs> Catch me at the right time. You feel more drawn to places with a bustling and busy atmosphere than to more quiet and intimate ones. That's hard to say. I would do um, 50% disagree. So that's one above neutral for disagree. You like discussing different views and theories on what the world could look like in the future. Um, 100% disagree because I hate talking about that stuff. When it comes to making life-changing choices, you mostly listen to your heart rather than your head. I don't do either, and then I just screw myself over because I can't Listen ever decide. Don't answer. <laughs> um, probably my head. So, but we'll do. Wait, what was the question? So why comes, do you? Why are you giving me that look? When it comes to making life-changing choices, you mostly listen to your heart rather than your head. Mm. So if you're, you're, I listen to my head. So disagree, but only like one above, above neutral. neutral. Yeah. You cannot imagine yourself. <clears throat> dedicating your life to the study of something that you cannot see, touch, or experience. 100% agree. I could never. You usually prefer to get your revenge rather than forgive. Oh. See, the real, the me that I used to be would have said revenge, but I realized that that is not the most healthy way to live life. So, I choose forgiveness, but we'll just go one above neutral with that. You often make decisions on a whim. Nope. 100% disagree. 
The time you spend by yourself often ends up being more interesting and satisfying than the time you spend with other people. Neutral. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> you often put special effort into interpreting the real meaning or the message of a song or a movie. Oh, 100% agree. You always know exactly what you want. Songs? Uh, what? You always know exactly what you want. No, I don't. <laughs> so, full on disagree. One above. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think that's gotta be a full on. You just we literally said a conversation yeah. with I have no life goals. And I you like literally just, everything. I don't know what I'm doing. You literally just pulled the Everyone's skin down your face. Like, like, I'm overriding. That's a full on disagree. Okay. You rarely think back on the choices you made and wonder what you could have done differently. I disagree 100%. I always do that. Always. When in a public place, you usually stick to quieter and less crowded areas. Agree. Um, but you can do one below the strongest. You tend to focus on present realities rather than future possibilities. Disagree. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. 100% disagree. When starting to work on a project, you prefer to make as many decisions up front as possible. Yes, I agree. But not the strongest one below. When you know someone thinks highly of you, you also wonder how long it will be until they become disappointed in you. 100% agree. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. 100% disagree. You often this is why I have away. no life. <laughs> you often drift away into daydreaming about various ideas or scenarios. 100% agree. You look after yourself first and others come in second. 100% disagree. What does that look for? Even when you have planned a particular daily routine, you usually just end up doing what you feel like at any given moment. 100% agree. I'm always like, Friday nights, I'm going to get up. Saturday morning, I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to work out. Then I'm going to clean my room. And then I end up in bed until like 2 p.m. I'm like, oh, well, there goes the day. Your mood can change very quickly. Yes, 100% agree. You often contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. Neutral. Because I feel more lately I have been because I'm like, what's the point? Because we're all just like sitting here inside. No one's doing anything, you know? Um, anyways. You often talk about your own feelings and emotions. Do one above neutral for agree. Because I think it depends. <clears throat> you have got detailed education or career development plans stretching several years into the future. I think we know that answer. Is that a disagree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you rarely dwell on your regrets. 100% disagree. I always dwell on my regrets. Spending time in a dynamic atmosphere with lots of people around quickly makes you feel drained and in need of a getaway. 100% agree. You see yourself as more of a realist than a visionary. One above... One below the strongest degree. You find it easy to empathize with a person who has gone through something you never have. 100% agree. Your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than to organized and consistent efforts. One below the highest uh, degree. Home stretch.
Your emotions. <laughs> Ask how many more are there. Your emotions control you more than you control them, Katie. <laughs> let's be honest. Katie, let's be honest. <laughs> One below the strongest degree. After a long and exhausting week, a fun party is just what you need. 100% disagree. I need my bed. You frequently find yourself wondering how technological advancement could change your everyday life. I do one above neutral for agree. You always consider how your actions might affect other people before doing something. Not the strongest degree, but one below. You still honor the commitments you've made even if you have a change of heart. I'd say one above neutral for agree. You rarely feel insecure. 100% disagree. Your personality type is mediator, INFP, with a T. No, interesting. I'm INFJ. I don't know what that means. I'll read it to you. Mind, this trait determines how we interact with our environment. So you are 85% introverted mm-hmm. and 15% extroverted. You're kind of an even split on energy. This trait shows where we direct our mental energy. Uh, 53% is intuitive and 47% is observant. Mm -hmm. Nature. The trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. You're only 22% thinking and 78% feeling. And then tactics. This trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision making. 35% 35% of you is judging, and 65% of you is prospecting. And your identity, this trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. Do we want the drum roll? <laughs> oh, no. 1% assertive and 99% turbulent. <laughs> is that bad? I'm going to read it to you again. <laughs> Identity. This trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. <gasps> this is my problem. All right, I'm going to give you a little, I got your summary, so let's read it. Okay. On the outside, mediators, INFPs, may seem quiet or even shy, but mm-hmm. they often have vibrant, passionate inner lives. Because they make up such a small portion of the population, people with this personality type may sometimes feel misunderstood or out of step with the world. Fortunately, their caring nature can help them create and sustain deep relationships with their loved ones. Mm. Mediators have authenticity, empathy, and harmony. Ooh. Yeah. That's last word. These but personalities tend to act with the best of intentions, and they are rightly proud and ugh, and they are rightly proud of this trait. That said, they may feel isolated or discouraged when other people don't share their idealism. Yeah. In search of a calling. Let's read this section. (laughs) Oh, no. Mediators may feel directionless or stuck unless they connect with a sense of purpose for their lives. Which is interesting that Matthew brought that up earlier. Mm -hmm. For (laughs) For many mediators, this purpose has something to do with helping and uplifting others. Empathetic by nature, these personalities may feel other people's suffering as if it were their own. Mm-hmm. Talking about sports and stuff. It's so sad when I lose. This only strengthens their motivation to be of service. Interesting. It's like weird because I don't know. I guess Mediators that's true. Mediators may also know. J.R.R. Tolkien? Was that the guy that wrote Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings? Rings. Mm-hmm. William Shakespeare. Bjork. 
<laughs> Alicia Keys. Tom Hiddleston. Julia Roberts. Okay. William Wordsworth. Johnny Depp. Okay. Frodo Baggins. <laughs> Do you want to know about your strengths and weaknesses? Sure. You're thoughtful. Mm-hmm. You're generous. Mm-hmm. You're open-minded. Mm-hmm. What? I'm messing with you. You're creative. Yeah. Loyal to their values. Probably fair. Uh-huh. Weaknesses. Overly idealistic. I think, I think that's something that I've realized that I have been, so now I'm just like... Trying to backstep a little I'm bit. like so glass half empty. Self-critical. Very. Impractical. Yeah, I go down rabbit holes a lot. When something captures a mediator's imagination, they can become so consumed by it that they neglect practical matters. Yeah. Yes. Some people with this personality type even neglect eating or sleeping as they pursue their passion. Other mediators can become so enamored with an idea that they're afraid to act on it because they might not do it perfectly. Yeah, that is so, 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 so me. Emotionally driven, conflict averse, difficult mm-hmm. to get to know. Yeah. I mean, we can go down. I'll have to just, like, copy this and send it to you because this is going to dive into romantic relationships, which we naturally have to touch on here in this first episode. Yes. No. Romantic relationship. Mediators are dreamers and idealists, especially when it comes to romance. The concept of true love resonates with them. Yeah, and that's what screwed me over. And they're unlikely to be happy in a relationship that is founded on anything less. People with this personality type may find themselves daydreaming about the perfect relationship, imagining how it would feel to share their innermost selves with another person. Most mediators don't just want to find a partner, they want to connect with a soulmate. Is that mm. true? I would say yes. And I think that my problem is, is like I realized that, and then I was just like, well, I'm kind of screwed. So... So then I, like, 180'd. Like, I, cause, cause now I view it as, like, I used to, like, daydream about the, like, you know, middle school and high school and all of that and, like, think that, like, all of that existed and then I kind of, like, got so screwed over in the situations I ended up in that, like, I stopped caring and I was like, this is not realistic at all, even though, like, deep down I would want it to be. So then that's why I've kind of approached more the latter half. Um, And I think it's like always an internal conflict. But for me, I think it's just like very unrealistic to think that way because it can never happen. But I I used to do that all the time because I would like watch movies and like read books and like listen to Taylor Swift. And it's like, you know. It's interesting that you say that because I'm going to read this next one that I've been reading like while listening to you. And it says that mediator personalities need to make sure that they see their partners as they are, not as they want them to be. After all, no partner is perfect, and even the most beautiful of relationships has its challenges. With time, many mediators come to learn that true love doesn't just magically happen. It takes compromise, understanding, and effort. And it's interesting because it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying you're starting to realize. Yeah. Is that all the media, like again, Taylor Swift, all that stuff, movies, like love, like, it doesn't it work doesn't out, like, like nothing is perfect, shop. yeah. Like, I, I think, I think too, it's, um, 
like for me it's like I feel like I would I never thought that I could compromise I always felt like I had to do whatever the other person wanted a lot of the time so it wasn't until that I kind of um like realized that and then like I was that's when I kind of became single and so then now I've just been trying to figure it out ever since because now I'm like I feel like I know exactly the kind of person that I want but then I'm like does that even exist so it's like a different it's more of like I feel like I'm so picky now instead of it being like the fairy tale kind of thing um like I'm so much more picky that it's like does it even exist does that make sense yeah but I also think with your personality type, it's a bit of a catch-22 because you don't like meeting new people and yeah. people can't get close to you. So yeah. it's hard for you to, like, meet that person. You're yeah. For. It's very hard for me to let people get too close with me. There are two options for you. Oh, no. Like, overall. No, no, no. I mean, in general. So, basically, like, I read how you're, like, when it comes to INFP, there's obviously an INFPA or an INFPT. You're the INFPT, that underlying characteristic. The A stands for assertive. Like, there's an assertive mediator, and you're mm, a turbulent mediator. Yeah. It's weird, though, because I feel like I'm, like, I'm different types, like, different variations, like, in different aspects of my life. Because I feel like it's funny, because, like, my, like, Matthew and then, like, the rest of my family have always viewed me one way, but it's always because, like, I don't know if it's because, like, they saw me almost at my worst just because, like, I was always there in a way. And, like, you can't, like... But I feel like I'm very different. I'm different to, like, outside people. Does that... I don't know if, like... I don't know if that makes sense. Or I think it was, like, misconstrued. Because it would be, like, I would give so much of my energy to, like, my friends or, like, other situations or, like, a boy or something that, like... Anytime I was around my family, it was like they got the not, you know. So I feel like they, sometimes they read this stuff and they're like, you're not like this at all. Well, I think it's but, a generalization, right? Like this was based on a series of questions and this, yeah, you did it lot. Like you were even like saying, well, that's not 100% true. Like, yeah, because so. like different, different aspects of my life is like different. Just like anybody else. Yeah. Because, like, when I have to do these for work, when we do soft skills trainings, I always try and think of it from a work perspective because I'm, like, that'll help me in what's best for, like, my work environment. Like, I can't think of it, like, personally. Like, outside in my personal life, necessarily. But. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I think it was a nice kickoff to get to know a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know how to end this thing. Wrap it up. Um, then I will think about my topic for... Like, <laughs> did I hit the table? Anyways. Um, yeah, you might need to do a little editing on this. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> Take two. Take three. <laughs> Take three. Um, yeah, so we'll end it there. Um, I will, 
you know, have to think of some other topics to discuss. Maybe I can have you guys back to just chat with me on on some things. You can't give me that look. I don't I just didn't know there was a long line to sit at the table. <laughs> there is a long line, like everyone wants to be here at this table with me. See, that's the confidence and assertiveness I need in my life. Right, you, because you're turbulent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, goodbye for now. The end. Smooches. We're going to end it there.